Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. We are recording today from Healing Interactive Massage Therapy. They specialize in lymphatic therapy and cupping massage. It is honestly like the most relaxing thing you'll ever do. It's great. Um, You can visit their website at healinginteractive.com for more information, but believe me when I say it's like legit the best thing ever. Um, They've been gracious enough to let us record in their office space on their off days. Um, So yeah, give a big shout out and a thanks to them for allowing us the space to do this podcast. On with the show. Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. I think out of all, all the scenes, you're, you're right. I think that the throwing of the shield yep. was the defining, the defining action moment of the movie. Um... In that montage, it was spectacular. I I do love... I, I got to take two minutes, and I just have to take a second to say how much I love the Howling Commandos. And I don't know if I've spoken about the, them before. So to anybody who's not familiar, the Howling Commandos were the team of um, soldiers that uh, acted... That, that Cap, Cap was directly over, essentially. Yeah, uh, when he goes to free Bucky and the rest of the 107th that was captured... Um, they're all the guys in the cages that he rescues because they all help create the chaos to escape. And there are a few, and if I may be honest with you, a few that are specific mm-hmm. to the the comics, <clears throat> but all of them that are represented in First Avenger, um, actually, and this is one of my favorite facts, is if you go into... I think it's Winter Soldier or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Winter Soldier. It's the Winter Soldier. Where they're in the... Um, when Chris is walking around the... Correct, in incognito. Well, when Steve is walking around the... Steve uh, Rogers. Is walking around... Um, I'm just going to make that a sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you have Skinny Steve and then Steve Rogers and Captain America. Uh, that's the biggest thing, right? Is That's that's the transition of yes. this movie, right? Um but to look at this like and being very honest one of the one of my favorite parts is the the Howling Commanders that are with him yeah. in this movie through the montage through everything they each have their own statues in order yep in the Washington uh exhibit yeah the Smithsonian the Smithsonian exhibit. thank you also yes did you know the guy who plays Morita Morita however you say his last name go ahead comes back to play his grandson as the principal of Peter's high school in Spider-Man Homecoming. That's there's no way that's And they real. have a picture of him as the Howling Commando guy on his office desk. That there's no way that's real. I'll Is that it. real? Yeah. It's very real. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't pull my computer around because it's attached to cables, but are you looking up pictures? I am. Yeah. It's the same guy. Oh my gosh. 
I'm just blowing your mind tonight. You are. I'm okay with this, but like. Yeah, same dude. Wow. Also, you can find Bruce Banner's picture in the high school and Howard Stark's picture in the high school. Which I love. I love because it's yeah. it's in line. Uh, Bruce Banner's. So Bruce Banner's in, is like in the science just hung yeah. in the science classroom. Howard Stark is painted in a mural in the hallway. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the scene where Peter and Ned are walking, like for the first time down the high school, and they're talking about an internship and what like a job is, and it's like getting gold coins. Okay. Because I guess that's how jobs work to high schoolers. Sure. Um, if you look in the background, <laughs> if you look in the background, there's a big mural painted, and Howard Stark is one of the faces. I'm I'm stunned. I'm actually stunned that. Wow. Okay. I've got to be honest with you. This is spectacular. Did not know that, but it makes a lot of sense. Fun fact. Uh, okay. Well, back on to the Howling Commandos. Also, Dum uh, Dum Dugan. Yep. Uh, is the primary leader. He's the one who, essentially, if you think about it, outside of Captain or Buck, yeah. is the one who talks the most out of the Howling Commandos. Yeah. Um, in in other like in other timelines of the Howling Commandos, was essentially the leader. It that might be post Cap, um, but I I'm fairly certain that he was uh, one of the commander commanding officers essentially, or the you know commanders of. The Howling Commandos, which is spectacular because you really get to see that bond. Now, I'm telling you, if you could put together, like, a miniseries, right, of the Howling Commandos. And just their adventures. I would, I, there's not an amount of money I would not pay. There's not an amount, like, I don't have, listen, listen. Hey, Drew, Drew, I don't have much, okay? But what I do have is a particular set of skills. And I can make a lot of food, okay? And I can sell said food. And I will give all of the money from selling said food to fund a Howling Commandos miniseries. Okay? I'm... Listen. I don't have much, but there's not an amount I wouldn't pay to watch Dum Dum Dugan like go through the Vietnam War. Okay? I'm being very honest with you. I think that'd be amazing. They'd have to have Peggy Carter featured. Oh, thousand percent! Thousand percent! Like, without a doubt. Like, without a doubt. I would... Yes. If that's not already understood, I would a thousand percent want to watch that. So, <sighs> sorry. Do the Howling Commandos come up in Agent Carter? I don't know. Because neither of us have seen it. So, what if this has already happened almost as a side plot to Agent Carter? At this time, there will be a little bit of silence uh, in the uh, episode. I just want to say I apologize to everybody who might be listening, as you are uh, probably wondering or guessing. Yes, indeed, we are going to be fiercely Googling and a little bit of IMDBing this particular fact. So stay with us as we are going to come back with more information right after this short break. Thank you. We've suddenly turned into an NPR podcast. And coming up, the Lumineers. You turned quickly. I got it was not, very not quickly lie. went into an NPR mode. I'm gonna let you do all the searching because I don't know what you're looking for specifically within it. All right, hold on. 
All right, so in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., <clears throat> the team uses old Howling Commandos equipment provided by Agent Antoine Triplett, who is the grandson of one of the Howling Commandos. Commandos Dugan and Morita also return in a flashback led by Peggy Carter to arrest one of the Hydra heads, Daniel Whitehall. Uh, the Howling Commandos also appear on... Hold on. The Howling Commandos appears on Agent Carter along with Dum Dum Dugan and other members that include uh, Happy Sam Sawyer and Junior Juniper uh, and Pinky Pinkerton. Uh, okay, so I need to I need to watch uh, Agents of Shield and Agent Carter. I believe both are available on Disney Plus. Hey, I know Agent Carter is. If Agents of Shield is not yet, it's on Netflix. I. So I officially have something to watch. I am so excited. That's awesome. Can we also just talk about Jack Kirby and Stan Lee always having the alliterations down on point? Like, like Robert Rebel, Robert Rebel Ralston, Jonathan Jr. Juniper, Percival Pinky Pinkerton. Like, man. Perfect for movies and mochas podcast. Hey, there it is. Oh, that's good. Bringing it back. All right. And anyway, so I love the Howling Commandos. I love their representation in this film. And I do love the very short montage yes. that we have with them. That also, that whole montage leads to one of the most heartbreaking moments of the entire film. Oh, it's so awful. And But first. Yes. But wait. Let's go back. Okay. Because there is a moment that I thoroughly enjoy. Oh. It's, it's Steve finding the shield. Okay. Do you know why I enjoy it? I don't, but I'm ready. Oh, I highly bet you will figure it out very quickly. Uh, When Cap is waiting. Were they live rounds? No. Well, I'm just, I just enjoy that whole moment. Go ahead. I highly doubt it was live. There's no way they would approve live rounds. Yeah. Um, Although, going back to Skyfall episode, I don't think I told you um, that. I don't remember if I did. They, um, who played Money Penny? We literally just talked about we this. We just talked about this. It's not Halle Berry. No. Haley Atwell? No. No. Haley this is Atwell. Haley Atwell. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, in that shaving scene, she, it's she studied a real, with the barber. It's a real blade. Yeah. Because they used a real straight razor. She studied with a real barber and then practiced on the crew before shooting it. So you know what that means. No beards were allowed on that entire set. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's waking up in the morning. You don't have to be at set for an hour. I have to shave. I I have to shave. Guys, listen. It's like... (laughs) There were so many wives that were just like, oh my gosh, I love that you're working on this movie. No beards. I would have loved it. Oh, it was spectacular. I would have been like, oh no. I prefer prefer clean shaven or a slight stubble. When I'm losing it up here, I'm going to have it here. Fine, that's fair. Right. You know, that's... And I will admit, I'm a lot younger than you. Yes. The men I'm looking at are not your age. I appreciate that. The whole thing is when I have it uh, when I yeah. have it here. So I, you're fine. Right. For myself, I Clean will prefer. Men. You know what? That's or fair, a slight actually. stubble, like a five o'clock shadow. Ooh, just just, just enough, enough for the just like the color. 
Yeah. Yeah. So like how Seba- like Bucky's on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where it's like just enough. It's 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 almost just like, enough to define. It's almost like it's almost like he like was wo- like rolled around in some dirt and then washed like everywhere except for his like the chin strap. You know what I mean? A it's just like bit. it's like it's just dark enough that it fills everything in. It's just enough to define the yeah. Yeah. All right, so back to the movie. Well, he also has a little bit of that five o'clock shadow in this movie. I know he does as well. I know and he does. When do we find him with that five o'clock shadow? When Steve goes to rescue him. Yes. Which is also wait, what were we talking about beforehand? So that was pre this. Oh, we're right. talking okay. about him finding the vibranium shield for the first time. Yes, keep going. So Steve, you know, is waiting for Howard, and the lady realizes it's Steve Rogers, and so Peggy finds them kissing, gets pissed off. Rightfully so. Understandably. They'd been flirting the whole time. For, absolutely. Yeah. Don't blame her. Not then at all. Howard and Steve are looking through things, and they find the shield, and Steve, not realizing he did anything wrong, is like, Peggy, look at this. What do you think? And she just draws a gun and shoots. <laughs> not a word. <laughs> draws a gun and shoots three times, and then's like, it'll work. <laughs> I love it. Because then Howard and Steve are just like, what just happened? <laughs> Which, if you think I about it... I love it. It's one of the best scenes. It's so great. If you think about it, two nerds are trying to understand the logic of women. Yes. But Howard Stark is a known... He's a playboy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's accurate. Yeah. But like, still at the heart of the situation... Because right before this, he was explaining that fondue meant... Just cheese and bread, my friend. Yes. That is one of my favorite lines of the entire movie is literally you just you just have Steve so completely not he's so oblivious and you just have Howard who's like yeah fondue is just cheese and bread my friend but it, we all know we yeah we, we but also it's Peggy that's where that's it, so it's it like could truly be cheese and bread just cheese and bread yeah which let's be honest here she's enough of a ba that you like even if Howard, Howard knows tried, not to. Yeah. Probably tried once, maybe twice, and learned his lesson very quickly. Like a kid touching a hot stove. I was just going to say, you ever touch an electric fence? Like, literally, you just... It's it's, it's a hot stove. It's kind of like, oh, what's this? Nope, not going to do that again. Okay. Yep. Except she probably punches. Well, we already saw that. She does punch. Very hard. In Put your right camp, foot forward. Which is fantastic. One of the best representations uh, of... Of what a strong lead. Love it. A strong Haley Atwell, guys. Oh my gosh. She's the true hero of this film. That's another thing about when she's... Oh, man. And I don't mean to get... You know, keep going back. But there's a moment where she is um, actually using her marksmanship. Yeah. Which is what Peggy Carter... Is known for. Is known for. Yeah. Right? She's actually... Her and Bucky. Precisely. Bucky's a sniper. A very oh, good one. Oh, good point. Because in that montage, yeah. you see, he's never up front. Always back. He's always hiding up in the trees. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well done. That was good. Except when they bust through the door. Well. And that and the, Yeah, the commandos are behind him. Gotta. Was, yeah. That but, was, like, that was, in the actual yeah. fighting, if they're taking him by surprise, Bucky's a sniper. Thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Um, But that's the scene with her so and the marksman. Yes. Like as, as the marksman with the pistol. Yeah. Beautiful. I absolutely love that. Um, so we yes. did the scene. 
we did the shield where Peggy shoots, and then we jump through to a montage of them saving the world, being superheroes, and then we get to this. Hold on. We have forgotten to introduce and discuss one of the now iconic characters of the MCU. Mr. Bucky Barnes, Mr. Sebastian Stan himself. Well, I figured it would come up and... And I th- it, we're leading to it. We're leading to it, yeah. In the movie, obviously. Yes. 107th. Yep. Steve's childhood best friend. Yep. Iconic individual who has always been an essentially big brother to Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Is, turns up missing. Gets drafted, right, obviously. And yep. enlists, I should say. Um becomes a hero himself. And that's what led Steve. Oh yeah. To actually jump Everything into Everything has always been about Bucky. And that's one more reason why the Russo brothers screwed up the MCU with Endgame and Steve abandoning Bucky to go back in time with Peggy. Everything has always been about Bucky, and right when they finally have a chance to breathe, Steve abandons him. I'm not salty. I'm not salty. I can't say anything because my opinions on that are two totally different. That's it's we are we are two Ooh. sides of the flip of the same coin. I don't. I need to not get on this tangent. Yeah. So we'll go back to Bucky. Okay. I I see where you're coming from, and I understand where you're coming from. I yeah. really do. I believe that looking at saving Bucky mm-hmm. and the focus of Bucky. Sorry, I just th- I thought of that'd be like such a good Lifetime movie title. What? Saving Bucky. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh my gosh, could you imagine if, if somebody super clipped, like if somebody super clipped the entirety of the relationship of all of the Captain Americas together with some like soft piano in the background and maybe a flute. Please, just if like, someone listening ha- can do this, please. Like there's just some soft piano and it's like coming soon on the Lifetime Network. Saving Bucky. Saving Bucky. Or Saving Bucky Barnes. Oh, that's it. That's it. Money. We need to. Hey, hey, who wants to write a rom-com? Okay, set, and it's it's from the place of a of a ragtag Hydra agent. Okay, yes, hear me out. Okay, after Bucky falls, uh, spoiler alert: Bucky falls. We've been trying Which to get is to the most heart. We've been trying to get. We've been there trying so to hard. get to this for like it's the 20 most minutes. heartbreaking scene. Yeah, and we're gonna turn it into a rom com. Yeah, okay. We're gonna, it's he falls. Okay, deep ice. Right, arms gone. Right, just Bucky's gone. Right, it's it's Bucky. Right, here's the deal. And there's You're some. So right, yeah. Well, you know, let's. We all know what happens. But here's the thing. Like at some point in time, seventy years of pain. So he's gone, and his arm's <laughs> gone, and. He's, but there's some like ragtag Hydra agent that's like he he doesn't want to follow Hydra. He's not really into it. His heart actually he wants to be a like he wants to play the violin, right? And he's just like I really don't want to be with Hydra, but you know, hail Hydra. And the whole thing is like I don't want to fight against Cap- you know Captain America because he's Captain America. I'd rather you know just s- see Steve Rogers come out of the the tank again. He's like I don't want to do this. I'm not into war, right? And then what happens? He's like oh my gosh, there's this guy and he's you know kind of you know half dead and he's a, a 
an American soldier? What is this? I don't know what's going on. And then he pulls him out, right? He takes him back to his log cabin. They become, like, slowly, he, like, gives him some peppermint tea or something like that. And, and Bucky becomes, like, defrosted, right? And comes to... Listen. I'm just saying. I want to point something out. Yeah, go ahead. That you keep saying. He wasn't frozen from the fall. Yeah, he, he, he died. Didn't he? No. No, because... It's the theory is that he was given the Hydra version of the Jack of like messed up super soldier serum when he went MIA the first time, which oh. is why Steve found him on a table in a room by himself muttering random crazy things. Then. So that's what protected him from dying, but he was like knocked unconscious. He was not healthy, but he wasn't dead. Got it. Because in. Winter Soldier or Civil War, you see a flashback from his point of view of like kind of half awake, like, uh, and people dragging him yeah. across the snow. Yes. So he's not frozen. He's not dead. Extremely injured. Like he lost an arm. Like. So he lost an arm. And there's so this he's guy. not frozen. I just want to throw that out there. He's not frozen yet. There's no way to defrost him. Okay. They freeze him through cut. Uh, cryogenics you know what maybe that's so another lifetime theme is amnesia so maybe he just has (laughs) amnesia this is my fault (laughs) this is all my fault saving bucky barnes coming soon to the lifetime network fall 2022 so all right, um, so Bucky Barnes, and let's be totally honest here, a sniper, a best friend, a, a comrade, a uh, no pun intended on that one. That was meant, you know, as you know, sincerely, a comrade. Um, truly, a a a flawed character who obviously was a very difficult loss to Steve. Um, but we gotta we gotta put credit where credits due. The level of, the level of motivation Steve had afterwards would not have been there had it not been for Bucky, right? And it also led until he fell from the train. At that point, he was depressed. Fair. Well, that's the thing. That's that's what I'm talking about. After that is when he went on his vendetta. He just didn't care, right? Like in the sense of he didn't care if he died while doing this. And I feel like, and this is why I'm okay with the ending of of Endgame. Hear me out. I feel like the first time that he actually had something to care about was the kiss when he had nothing else to lose. And then you also have the wonderful one-liner of Tommy Lee Jones, who in the perfect situation... He's still skinny. It, it, well, that one. No, yeah. I'm talking. He's still skinny. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking, not kissing you. I'm not kissing you. Like, it's perfect. Um, you actually have a fun fact about the scream of Bucky, don't you? I do. I talked about it in the Winter Soldier episode as well. Okay. Because that's where it really pops up. Henry Jack. So Alan Silvestri composed this score, which okay. phenomenal. Absolutely. He is a fin- he like he is a phenomenal composer. Thousand percent. He did the Avengers theme. Like he has. Did he really? Yep. Because he did the Avengers. He created the Avengers music. Like what you hear that is always like. This is the Avengers. Yeah. Like, this you, is Marvel. Yeah, you know it's, this is... It's Alan Silvestri. Huh. So, uh, 
Yes, so he composed the score. But Henry Jackman, which I've talked about many times, is had did um the Winter Soldier. He did Captain America too. Um and anytime the Winter Soldier was on screen, it was this very dark, dirty track. I've played it for you. It's very the whole score is it's eerie. Fantastic. Oh yeah. it's, Uns- unsettling would it's be a good so way of good. saying it. It's so good. It's just like, yeah, unsettling dirty yes. like just i don't know how else to explain it but there's a really high pitch like screech in it um and in and it's only whenever the winter soldier is on screen and no most of the time when he's fighting yes when it's action-packed and that screech i read somewhere i don't know i'm assuming i'm guessing it's true i don't know if it's completely true but this sc- i read that the screech he took the audio clip of Bucky screaming when he fell from the train and like did a bunch of wonky edits to it and it's that high pitched screech. To anyone who's who's wondering what it would take to do something like that, as someone who is just very early on in the process of learning I have no idea how to do any kind of audio editing. I barely know how to do multiple tracks for a podcast. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Henry Jackman's a genius. Like, Alan Silvestri's... All the composers of yes. the MCU. Brian Tyler, Alan Silvestri, Henry Jackman. Like, so many more. They're just all It's phenomenal. unreal to think that... John Debney is another one. John uh, Debney? He did Iron Man 2. Oh. Brilliant. Yeah. I'll put it this way. Looking at... Bucky as an individual or in this case Winter Soldier if you want to look at the 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 cues and everything that comes with that audibly yeah right to have an individual that is so closely tied to their fall yeah I mean literally and metaphorically yes in this sense you have the ability to control what people remember yeah and to associate that scream with the music, that moment not only resonates in that in that moment, but yeah. it also resonates in any time, uh, even up to um, Falcon and the Falcon Winter and the Soldier. Soldier. They, he used the same tracks, and I know I talked about it in that one with Lorenzo, but it's just so good. It, you instantly know it's a callback. This is not just a a. This is not just a an origin story right. for one of the you know major heroes one of, of the big 3 one of the big 3 right this is not just an origin story for one of the big 3 but essentially this is also where we we learn how to establish that gut reaction and i and i truly i know we've covered a lot and it was kind of like you know a couple of dogs chasing cars with some of our conversations but one of the biggest things that I have to go back to is that this set the tone for what how Cap would be perceived. Yeah. And I don't think that it could have been done had it been done in a Guardians of the Galaxy type setting. Right. It had to have been done in a with a little, you know, a, quite a bit of serious. The levity is on Well, the, it was World War Two. Correct. The topic's not funny. Yeah. Right? You're not exploring. You're not... No, you are fighting. Yeah. The majority of scenes, the only time there's real levity 
is the bars. The bars or when they're at the expo. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. But even there. Until he saw the recruitment station. Even at the expo, it's glorifying all of the possibilities of the good times. It doesn't yeah. show any of the collecting a medal. It doesn't show right. any of the, like, this is, it's, it's. There is a flying car. Which, I mean. That's fair. Come on, yes. scientists. Yeah, you know, get on. Hey, guys, Howard Stark had this back in the 40s. Come on. Right. Like, what are you doing? Right. Psh, yeah. Anyway. Um, but no, I agree. I think this is, this, this could not have been done in a better way. Yeah. I, I truly feel like for an origin story for a big three, it had to follow this suit. And I, I, we talked about this in James Bond. The first one is the origin story. The next one is the, the acceptance. And then the third is the humbling. I, I feel like that's hashtag part, humbling of the hero, hashtag humbling of the hero. And I feel like that follows the journeys, the hero's journey. Yeah. And I, 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 I kind of feel like the first movie having that heartbreak the first movie does i don't think the rest of them follow it agreed agreed and i will agree with you on that yeah. i th- i think because we know 100 percent that captain america is not humbled in captain america 3 no pride is definitely something that is still very prominent yeah he um, is not humbled whatsoever in civil war no but we don't need to get into that we don't need to get into that because i have a feeling we are on different sides we right now are on different sides of the table and i'll be honest with you i am afraid because if i voice those opinions uh the table will probably be flipped over on top of me and i will be crying oh you know i'm nicer than that no but i bruise like a peach being honest yeah yeah i almost got a nosebleed whenever we were eating the hot chicken just because i was like oh my gosh did you really it's it's just, you know, it starts running, and I can't tell what it is. And I'm, I'm a nerd, man. I got, you know, I was shoved into lockers in high school. Absolutely. Why do you think I relate to Steve Rogers, man? I mean, skinny, hashtag skinny Steve. Maybe that's why I relate to Tony, because I never studied in school. <clears throat> oh, there it is. Bro, I also had asthma, and I was also anemic. I also was mildly flat-footed. What were all the other things on the... Uh, on oh, the... I have a list. Do you actually have a list? Yeah, all the health issues that were listed on his form. Oh, gosh. Asthma, scarlet fever, rheumatic fever, epilepsy, sinistus? Cyanitis? Cyanitis. Sinistus? It's it's itis after sinus. Yes, sinusitis. Sinusitis. Sure. sure. And <laughs> continue. Uh, chronic colds. Feel Which that. Is a thing. Yeah. High blood pressure. Oh, heart yeah. palpitations. Oh, yeah. Easy fatigue. Heart uh-huh. trouble. Yeah. Nerves. Uh huh. Came in contact with a TB patient, which was his mother. His mother. Because yeah. she was a nurse. Diabetes in the family. Oh wow. So like a uh, parent or sibling. Cancer and stroke. Which, it, how it is this cancer? man alive? How did he have a stroke? How is this man alive? Come on, skinny Steve. And at this point, I agree with the recruiting officer. I'm saving your life. Yeah, man. Like, bro, go write your cartoons for the newspaper. Yeah. Well, it's, like, calm down. Yeah, come on. Get your pictures of Spider-Man. Do something with J. Jonah Jameson. Come up with something. I don't know. Um. No, actually, but like looking at that, sincerely... I, I related to him instantly, yeah. right? Um, and maybe that's another reason why I kind of connected with Cap. Maybe. I don't know. I was turned off from Cap after watching Avengers. 
Can I ask why? Because he's kind of a glorified, well, patriotic. No, he's just not entirely a nice guy in all of it. It's like, and after that, it's like you're kind of a yeah. Okay. Not a nice guy in a lot of ways in several movies that I've watched you in. But I I attribute it to the lack of personal character growth for Steve Rogers instead of growth for Captain America. I like I like the way that you said that. I do. Yeah. Cuz I very much wish that there would have been more time more times like the um, the scene where Steve comes home yeah. and sees his neighbor in, wh- what is that? Uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's Sharon Carter. It is Sharon but Carter. Ha- we don't know spoilers. that at that point. Right. That, I I know. Listen, I don't know. I just want to, you know, some people are like, I don't know. Um, but the whole thing is, that moment, right, I felt like was a kind of a look behind the curtain. I feel like that's something that was actual growth. Yeah. And I loved it. But we don't have a lot of it. No. We don't show, like, he woke up 70 years in the future and was thrown into an alien war. Like, and then was thrown into a political thriller. And then dealt with the government trying to take control. And then dealt with being on the run for two years. And then dealt with aliens and almost killing his friends. And, like, he just keeps fighting. Like, you don't see any... Like, there's going to be PTSD. There's going to be trauma. There's going to be him not understanding how to adjust to the modern world. Correct. And we don't see any of that. And I think that reflects into Steve Rogers being not very nice to a lot of people. And that's why it's kind of a turnoff for me. Fair. That's why I'm glad he didn't actually lift the hammer in Ultron. Which I have a theory for that. That the reason he could nudge it but not lift it is because the secret he was holding on to was that Bucky killed Tony's parents and didn't tell him yet. Oh, So he wow. wasn't worthy to hold it. Oh, wow. That's a... Uh, I don't... Wow. I don't know if that is a... I don't know if that would... He wasn't worthy because he was keeping that secret. That time. Yeah, because after the winter... That's logic that I was not prepared for. Um... Okay, yeah, let's... I also want to bring up one more thing since we keep talking about the Winter Soldier. Go ahead. When uh, Cap is looking for what to use as his equipment with Howard Stark back in before Peggy shoots the shield. Okay. Hydra makes a... uh, Not Hydra. Howard makes a comment that says, Hydra's not going to attack you with a pocket knife. I literally wrote, Well, Howard, Hydra doesn't get the memo for Captain America to the Winter Soldier. Why? Because Bucky Barnes, as the Winter Soldier, spends half the movie fighting with a knife. Huh. Huh. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. All right. And that has was good. Insane knife skills. Uh, yes. So good. Huh. If only, hashtag if only Howard could see me now. <laughs> I, no, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I could say something... <laughs> not 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 nice but yeah i'm not gonna say it <laughs> all right so uh i think i think we're both on the same page for this movie yes i think as an origin story for the big it's three fantastic i think it's wonderfully done i think it does set up not- i like captain america in this movie correct it's from the avengers sure to even infinity war okay a little bit yeah i'm i don't really care about infinity war sure but from 
Avengers on until Endgame. I was like, ah, not the biggest fan of you as a character. I think Chris Evans is fantastic. Of course. Like wonderful acting. Oh, so good. And totally the perfect person for the role. Not only that, thank thankful, very, very thankful that Robert Downey Jr. did after three times. Yes, we didn't talk about that. Which I'm very proud of you, to be honest, because I thought that would have come up with the RDJ Godfather of the MCU, you know. I mean, okay, I bring everything back to characters, not actors. Fair. Fair. Throw it that way. That wasn't shade. That was actually impressed. Like, I'm sincerely impressed about that. I... I have a joke that I could bring almost anything back around to Sherlock Holmes. Almost every episode, at some point, I reference Sherlock Holmes. Books, movies, TV show. Oh, yeah. Skyfall you did, too. See? Yeah. I do. I tend to do it. I never put two and two together on that one, but you did, because you talked about how on uh, From Russia With Love or Her Majesty's Secret Service. From Russia With Love. The train fight scene they but i talked in the book right they reference sherlock holmes yeah yep i can bring it up in almost any episode huh okay it's an unusual skill i have well amazing casting of yeah so anyway so chris evans was offered the role he didn't have to audition for this sebastian stand auditioned for it for captain america for captain america and so did wyatt russell who goes on to play u.s agent in falcon and the winter soldier Huh. How funny is that, isn't it? Full circle. And then they end up fighting for, essentially... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Sebastian obviously got the role of Bucky. Sure. Uh, Wyatt didn't get the role, but then gets to be in future eps- in future projects. Um, so, Chris Evans was offered the role, and he turned it down three times. Then, the Godfather calls him. Of course. And is like, hey, like... The Bob Father. I would pay you to say that to his face. I would never. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> do you? No. No. I would not. That's. I would never say that. Anywhere around him, I. this is the only time I can say that. <laughs> uh, so, Robert Downey Jr. called him, because Chris's biggest concern was like signing a seven-movie con- seven contract, which is a lot. That's a big commitment. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot. It is. Um, a seven-movie contract, and that's like a book author getting a publishing deal after writing one book that agrees to write seven books. That would be... On a timeline. For for anyone who would be kind of needing an example, that is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and J.K. Rowling getting that contract and saying, okay, you have to write the rest of... Harry Potter in the next eight Four, years. Yeah. Yeah. On a timeline. On a timeline. Yeah. So really, Outrageous. so Chris Evans was really concerned about like being like only doing Marvel and not really having any freedom to do any other projects and being like purely tied to this role forever. Like both in the public's eyes, which he is. He is. He will never not be Captain America. Correct. Um, But then also just not having the freedom to work on other projects. And so Robert um, was like, hey, you'll have time. Because while this was happening, he was filming Sherlock Holmes 2. Game of Shadows? Yeah, I'm thinking timeline-wise. Hold on. 09 would have been Sherlock Holmes. Yes, but I'm thinking if they filmed in 010. Yes. Yeah, he was filming A Game of Shadows as 
Roughly. Rough timeline. Sure. He was filming a Game of Shadows when this was happening. Because he did Iron Man in 08, Sherlock Holmes in 09, Iron Man 2 in 10, and Sherlock Holmes 2 in 11. So he was going back and forth. Sure. Between two eccentric geniuses. His wife had to have loved it. I mean, Guy Ritchie and then... Well, I said his wife had to have loved it. He's playing two... Oh, eccentric genius. Yeah, okay. For okay. four years. <clears throat> I thought you were talking about the um, directors. You're right. My no. bad. Okay. Yeah. For four years. And one of them is is a pure playboy. And the other is a crazy person. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so, he's like... He's literally like, look. Look at what I'm doing. Now, I can't... Can, that's highly doubt that's the conversation sure. but it's like hey you'll have freedom to do other things correct so then chris took the role and here we are amazing casting yeah amazing i can't imagine anyone else i i couldn't no. and i don't know if i especially even... after watching like riot wyatt russell take the mantle for five episodes correct like man i can't i can't see anyone else doing it obviously they wrote the Falcon and the Winter Soldier should be a whole different thing, but even just seeing someone else hold it. Correct. Can't do it. <clears throat> it's going back to casting. What they had planted at that time in the cast, yeah. in the story, in the origin itself, in the supporting roles, which we we can't leave out Peggy who needed way more than what she got than just the series. You oh, know yeah. What I mean? um, of 18 episodes. Uh, eight, uh, which I'm going to watch every single one of. Please don't at me. I promise I will. Um, but th- sincerely, we have a spectacular origin story that forms a wonderful base of a pillar of the big three for the MCU. And I truly, truly, truly believe that personally, this is, this is a... Not so much a time, like a period piece, um, but it blends the the fantasy of the um, terrifyingly possible of the the Nazi invasion, like the Nazi forces, <clears throat> with the steadfast dedication of two friends and yeah. one you know one man essentially kind of situation who has been created to break down the walls of tyranny um spectacular and i i personally could not think of a better way to start who would then become captain america yeah it was great i don't have anything else i i'm i'm completely i want to go back can we talk about saving bucky barnes like we can do this off mic but i really i feel like there's a script that we are not talking about and i need to talk about this I have theme music, okay, Drew? Like, I'm here. I need... Look, we're going to break down. Let's just let, do the closing. Do the clo- hey, Drew, Drew, do the closing, and then I'm going to just talk to you while we're breaking down. I have ideas. I have ideas. Like a 30-second elevator pitch. I got this. Okay. Um, do you mind if I pitch Kinder Spirits? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I have a, I have a podcast. Uh, a fantastic podcast. Thank you very much yeah uh by the time this comes out actually your episode of mine will it will it's it, it's uh so your episode is going uh live uh wednesday june 30th okay so that is uh gonna be available everyone please go out and check 
um, that episode of uh, Kinder Spirits. You can find me at uh, anywhere that any any podcatcher, any kind of uh, any place where podcasts can be found. Um, I just s- submitted my podcast on Podcast Addict, which is another uh, app that All people right. can find you on. Um, and it's have you looked into Good Pods? No, what's that? It's a it's another. I'll talk to you. Okay, about it. we'll talk. It's I another c- platform. We can talk. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, teach me your ways. I don't really know much about it. I just know I got an email that said, "Hey, your podcast has been added to Good Pods," and then they started following me on Twitter. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or on uh, my email, which is uh, all Kinder Spirits Podcast uh, on Facebook, Instagram. It's at Kinder Spirits Podcast on Twitter. It's at Kinder underscore Spirits. Couldn't get Kinder Spirits Podcast way too long. Kinder Spirits Pod. Ooh, I like that one. I like that. Yeah, that I'm doing a, the pod. I'm gonna look in that. Yeah. But um, I'm working on a website. Awesome. At after I saw moviesandmochas.com, I was just like, gotta look into that. Got to. It's brilliant. It's not the best. Doesn't have to be good. It just honestly, what you're doing, the content you're creating, yeah. Drew, is spectacular. Uh, let me just say, I'm not a web designer. You don't have to be. It's a very basic site. But if you want a web designer, my best friend Brittany just started her own like company called 615 Underground. And she does social media marketing, social media like content, branding, website building. Um, this is huge. So, yeah. So, she'll like, yeah. So, and she can do all of it. And she's insane. She's the one who made all the movie Amoka's like logos. Yeah. Um, she has done all of that. So it sounds to me like this is someone that you're going to end up tagging in a post on Movies and Mochas. Probably. Okay. I have. I think I have before. She's also been on oh, several times. Okay. She's done uh, both Guardians of the Galaxies. Brilliant. Ironically that we talked about them. Okay. Uh, and then we also did Sherlock Holmes as the one year anniversary of this podcast being hey. out. Hey. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Because there's a whole story there and we talked all about it. And you can hear more about that story at mochasandmovies.com. Movies and mochas. Oh, my gosh. I'm still stuck on saving Bucky Barnes. Okay, guys, there's a story here. Everybody, I'm dead serious. Listen, it starts off. It's early fall. The leaves are starting to go. I'm t- I just, oh, my gosh. Okay, I need to record All right. myself. Anyways, here. if you want also, listeners want to check out 615 Underground for all of your digital marketing needs, you can go to 615.underground on Instagram, and you can find her. Um, she, like, her work is fantastic. All right, so that's enough of that. Uh, Until next time. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, Drew. You're spectacular, (laughs) and I am. This has been delightful. Thank you. Yeah, it's been super fun. Until next time. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mochas podcast. Have a great day, guys.